Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, August 30th, 2017 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Now, Renato found another piece of banking malware that's implemented as a Google Chrome extension. While the earlier one that he found sort of a week ago it was advertised via phone calls, this one arrives more typically in an email. Now, the way they sort of get people to actually click on the email is by claiming that it is a termination notice from their employer. The initial email actually looks very much like a lot of other malicious emails that are being received these days. It's a zipped visual basic script. And that may be why they're flying a little bit under the radar because uh, these kind of zipped visual basic scripts are so common, it's hard to analyze them all. Now, the other sort of little twist here is that the downloader that's implemented with this visual basic script does already detect whether it's running on a virtual machine. Machine. Typically, I've seen this being done later down the row in the infection chain. If you are a virtual machine, then all you get back is a non-malicious JPEG file. However, if you are not running in a virtual machine, then further malware will be downloaded that will then install the Chrome extension. Once it is installed, this extension that calls itself ID Key Store will monitor all network connections that are established with Chrome and exfiltrate authentication data. Now, Renato lives in Brazil, and the particular malware that he looked also had a very specific Brazilian feature in that it intercepted what they call bolitos. That's a compensation ticket that you issue to customers. So if someone is issuing one of those tickets, which is really just a barcode, it will send this barcode to the attacker. Lots of technical details here from Renato about how it all works and how it all ties together. So this was really just a quick overview of the high points of his analysis. And everybody these days is, of course, talking about containers and how to deploy applications within Docker. And with this rush into implementing these services, of course, security is often overlooked. Now, there are a number of possible configuration problems that are quite common when you're implementing Docker. And there's now a new tool to teach you about these issues. Vulnerable Docker VM is a Docker virtual machine that specifically designed in order to teach people what the different configuration problems are. You can download this Docker image and then your task is to find various vulnerabilities. So it's pretty much a capture the flag game. Haven't played it myself yet, but sounds pretty interesting. And of course, particularly nice since you can download it and play it in your own system. So you don't have to deal with issues connecting to remote systems. And if you ever wonder where your spam comes from, Troy Hunt has a great 
update on how he came across a large list of email addresses, but also usernames and passwords. Now, Troy Hunt is behind Have I Been Pwned, the website where you can verify that your email address was involved in a major breach. Well, and this list gives him, I guess, more data. First of all, there are 711 million email addresses in that list. Now, that's not really the interesting part. A lot of spammers really just use random email addresses. So even if you're not in the list, you may still receive spam. Where it's more interesting is that it also includes usernames and passwords for mail servers that can then be used in order to send email. Now, there are multiple files in this dump. One of them holds 29 million rows of email addresses and passwords. Now, Troy isn't 100% sure how many actual distinct records are in these files. There seems to be quite a bit of overlap, but nevertheless, it's gigabytes and gigabytes of email addresses and also email credentials. Since this was apparently used by a spammer, most of the email credentials are for mail servers. Some of them do include the mail server and the port to send the email to. There are also lists of just usernames and passwords. Of course, not really all that clear what is going on here, whether they are also used for email or whether the particular spammer here is just missing the mail server information for these accounts. And then, of course, the last few days, we have all observed the large disaster in Texas and the flooding that came with it. We are on the lookout for any scams, malware and the like that tries to take advantage of it. If you come across anything, let us know. At this point, luckily, very little that we have seen. I've come only across one individual domain that looked a little bit suspicious, not really sure that it appeared to solicit for donations via a somewhat questionable PayPal account. No malware at this point, but of course, this may change at any point. If you do see any samples, please send them to us. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.